Oh, friends, welcome to Village It Is for Christ, where we're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. Starting a new book today, Colossians. This finishes the four, uh, four volumes, Galatians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. We go on to probably First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy after that, because they so much cover so much of the end times. Want that out there. So, anyway, we're going to start right now, and the uh, the heading is what Christ has done. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So we've been doing pretty good at getting chapters done, so we're going to try and get this chapter done today. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, it was by God's will that he was an apostle. To the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Isn't that cool? We pray for people. You know, when we pray for folks, we're just thankful for them. Thank God for them. Amen. Um, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints. Man, what a reputation. They heard of their faith. He had heard of their faith in Christ and the love they have for all the saints. Man, that church over there, those cats love Jesus and they love all the saints. They love God and they love people. The two great commands. Love the Lord to God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. The faith and love that's... I see, and the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. Man, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. Let's, let's read that slowly. The faith and love, okay, we have faith and love and they spring from hope. And that from the hope, and where is the hope stored? Our faith and love spring from the hope that is stored up in heaven, stored up for us in heaven. Let's read that again. This is amazing. Again, I'm learning. I'm learning as much as I'm sharing. I'm learning. I've heard all these words, but to go through slowly and pick them apart is amazing. The faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. Our hope. I didn't know this. Our hope is stored up in heaven. God has stored our hope up in heaven. And the faith and love that we have come from that hope that's in heaven. Did you know? I didn't know this. Our faith and our love come from the hope that's in heaven waiting for us. It's stored up. It's stored. The faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. That's verse. Let me give you the verse on that. That's verse 5. I could bet we could talk about that for the next hour. That's amazing. The faith and love that spring from hope that is stored up for you in heaven. And that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. Man, there's there's a connection between us on the earth and heaven that we don't fully understand right now. So much is going on in the realm around us, in the heavenly realm, so much warfare between the angels and demons, so much warfare around us, and so many things that we don't understand. We take all of these things on faith. You read words like this, and it blows your mind. I didn't know that my faith and love was uh, that come from the hope that's stored up for me in heaven. I didn't know that my faith and love come from the hope that's stored up for me in heaven. I didn't know that. I mean, I've heard it, but I didn't register it. Wow. And that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel has come to you. And God ain't, God ain't hiding anything from us. The gospel of truth, the word of God has come to us. 
And it's a miracle in 2021 we still have Bibles. They haven't eliminated them. They didn't eliminate them in the last century. It's amazing. A miracle of God we still have Bibles. We're this secular and carnal as the society is today. It's a miracle they haven't gotten rid of them, just burned them. Someday they're going to try. All of, let's just continue on. I, I'm going to diatribe myself to death. I'm four minutes in. I'm only five, six verses in. Let me not, let me, I'm going to try and limit my diatribe a little bit. That, when you see stuff like that, you have to talk about it. It's mind bending. All over the world, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace and all in all its truth. Man, man, the world, all over the world, this is still true. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing. The gospel today is bearing fruit just like it did 2,000 years and it is growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace. When you hear the gospel and you understand God's grace and all its truth, it changes your life forever. I mean, there's real persecution in Muslim countries. There's real persecution in North Korea. There's real persecution in, in places like Russia and other places, China. Yet when people around the world hear the gospel and understand God's grace and all its truth through the gospel... It changes your heart so radically you can't let it go. You can't let it go. It's it, it just, you want more. That's the supernatural, that's the supernatural power of the words in this book. Man, get in this book. If you're not in this book, please get in the book. Please, I'm begging you. Get in the book. I get on my knees and beg you on my knees. Please get in the book. <coughs> we need these words now more than ever because the end is coming. Let's keep going. You learned it from Epaphras, our fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the of your, of your love in the Spirit. Wow, you learned it from Epaphras. So Epaphras must have just shared the gospel with the Colossians. He was a fellow servant and a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love. They had love in the Spirit. Wow, I don't even know what love in the spirit means exactly. Eight, let's see if it's got love in the spirit. Because the love, the love on our Christians can have impact goes far beyond the neighborhoods of community. Christian, lo- Christian love comes from the Holy Spirit. The Bible speaks of it as an action and an attitude, not just the emotion. Love is a byproduct of our new life in Christ. Wow. These people had the love of the Holy Spirit in them. Wow. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with knowledge, the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Man, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. Man, we should be praying for the saints all over the world, the persecuted saints. We should be praying for the saints all over the world, just praying for them. Again, that they... That God would fill this. You want to know how to pray for people again. We always wonder, okay, how should I pray? Well, he's still right here. Since we're here, now stop praying for you and asking God, what they ask God? To fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We should pray that God would fill people with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual um, wisdom and understanding. It's a good prayer. Amen. Man, we should pray like that for people. Amen. And we pray this in order that you may have a life worthy of the worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every word, good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Wow. We want to live a life worthy of the Lord, 
We pray this in order that we, that you may, or that we also may live a life worthy of the Lord, may please Him in every way. Don't you want to please God in every way? Don't you want to please the Son in every way? The guy who laid his life down on the cross. Don't you want to please Him in every way? It isn't about doing just enough to get into heaven. It isn't about doing just enough to make it. It's about doing, he, he abundantly gave us abundant life. We should give him abundant service above and beyond. And we don't just give enough, just, just the bare minimum. We should, the bare minimum, that shouldn't even be in our vocabulary. And bare minimum, I want to give Jesus bare minimum. I want to give Jesus everything. I want to, I want to, I want to please him in every way, don't you? I know you do. I want to please him in every way, bearing fruit in, in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. We'll be as we're pleasing him in everywhere, every way. We'll be bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Man, don't you want to grow in the knowledge of God? I do. But I want to know more today than I know yesterday. I want to know more tomorrow, tomorrow than I know today. And I'm learning that doing this Bible study is helping me to learn more about God. Man, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully. Thanks to the Father. There's a lot of commas in here. I keep having to break sentences up because he's doing these long sentences, so I'm trying to break it up in easy to digest bites. Let me see if I can keep doing this. Okay. Bearing fruit in every word, growing in the knowledge of God, comma, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you might have great endurance and patience, comma. So we're going to go in between the commas here. And we're going to, it's all one thought, but he's saying different things here. Okay. So we. Uh, we're growing in the knowledge of God and then being strengthened with all power. So we're being strengthened with all power, his power, amen, according to his glory, according to whose might? God's might. Our might? No, God's might. And how much might does God? God has all might. His might, his power. The, um, the, uh, according to his glorious might. And it's called glory. His might, his power is glorious. Isn't that cool? He calls his power glorious, his might glorious. So that we might have great endurance and patience. Ain't so we're growing we're growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Why? So that we might have great endurance and patience. A in the hours to come, if torture and death come for Jesus, we're gonna need great endurance and patience. We're gonna have to learn how to patiently go through these trials that may be difficult for us. Where there's not enough food, not enough water. You're in prison, you're facing a guillotine a firing squad, a hangman's noose, you know, or or just being tortured for their pleasure. I mean, we need, we're going to need great endurance and patience in this hour. But watch this. And, I love this and, and joyfully. So you go ahead, you have great endurance and patience and then joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Wouldn't you love to be in prison? Wouldn't you like to be so full of God, so full of his glorious might and strengthened with all his power that you're in prison and you're still in prison. You know, you're in prison, you're in stocks, you're in chains, you're chained to a wall and you're naked, freezing, whatever. And you're still joyfully, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Man, I am in trouble. I am in so much trouble in this book. This is like Ephesians and Philippians. I'm I'm losing my mind already. These words are so amazing. You're going through a great trial. You need great endurance and patience. And in the middle of of the craziness you're going through, you're joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Amen. And what has he done? He has qualified you. You're qualified. Why? By faith. You're qualified by your faith to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. 
Let me, let me just read the whole thought through. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. It's an inheritance. I love that. An inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. It's a kingdom of light. We're going to share. We're, we're, we're qualified. He's qualified us through our faith to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. I'm just going to keep going. It's too good. These words are too beautiful. This is all Holy Spirit. If you have, when you hear words like this, this is Holy Spirit sharing with men God's thoughts. These are God's thoughts. Men can't come up with this stuff this beautiful in their own hearts. Impossible. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us in the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. For he has rescued, we've been rescued from the dominion of darkness. Where is that? That's the lake of fire. That's hell. That's outer darkness forever. That's a really bad, smelly, terrible place for you. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Because in hell, it's, the dominion there is darkness. It's pitch black darkness. That's the dominion. It's dark. If the darkness within you is, if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And a time is coming when no man work. Darkness is coming. The dominion of darkness is going to come upon the earth for seven years in the tribulation. Terrible darkness. And brought us in the kingdom of this, the kingdom of the son he loves. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ, his son, whom he loves. In whom we have redemption. We've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb for the forgiveness of our sins. The supremacy of Christ. Wow. I'm going through this. I, it takes 25 minutes. Listen to it in two parts if you have to. I, I can't stop here. This is too good. He is the... Jesus Christ, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. He's the very... When you saw Jesus, you saw God. He's the image. He's God in a human body. He's, a, he's the perfect representation, the image, perfect representation of His Father. He said, I and the Father are one. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation... Why? Because he was born of a virgin. He was, he was a creation. He, right from the Holy Spirit into the world, through the supernaturally through Mary, a human being. He's the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers and authority, all things were created by him and for him. You know, you, you hear the father and son business, you know, Nelson and Sons uh, furniture store or whatever. You hear that kind of stuff. This is father and son. This is the father who loves the son. This is the son that I love, who I'm well pleased. Remember on the Mount of Transfigure, this is my son whom I love and I'm well pleased with him. This is the son whom God loves and who he is well pleased with and whom he has chosen to, to make him. To, he, God the father has chosen to reveal the image of himself in his son. He's chosen him to be the firstborn over all creation. He's God the father has chosen his son that, to, that all things were created. That, that he was chosen that in his son all things were created. Things in heaven on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rules or authority. 
He has chosen, the Father has chosen that all things were created by him and for him. Why? Because he loves him and he's well pleased with him. Because he's his son. This is real. The whole picture, parents and children, that's God. That's a picture. That's a, that's a picture of, of God with us. I mean, God with his son. He wanted a perfect representation of himself and his son, so he gave parents children. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. When you see a parent with a child, that's a picture of God with his son. He is before all things. Jesus, God has chosen to put Jesus before all things. And and he has chosen that in Jesus, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. God has chosen to make Jesus the head of the body, the church. He is the, God has chosen his son to be the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have this. God has chosen that in everything his son might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Dwell in who? Dwell in Jesus. All the fullness of God dwelt in the Son. In Jesus. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. He chose that Christ would reconcile to himself, the Father, all things. Whether things on earth or in heaven. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He reconciled all things unto himself, whether things in heaven or on earth, through, by making peace through the blood shed on the cross. There is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. That innocent blood wipes away guilt. That innocent blood wipes away sin. That innocent blood atones for it all. He's done everything in the Son. He's done everything in Jesus. Everything. That's why there is no other name under heaven and earth given by men by which we have saved. I am the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Why? Because God chose it to be that way. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. And at one time we were alienated from God because of our wicked works, because of our sin. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death. We've been reconciled by Christ. By Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. My gosh. We are. Do you understand how great this salvation is? Listen to what he says here in verse 22. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body, his body on the cross through death. To present you holy in his sight without blemish and free. We are holy in God's sight without any blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in the faith, in, in your faith established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. See, if people would read these words, they would be secure. If you would... If you would read these words, when you read these words, you fulfill, you're going to automatically fulfill verse 23. All this, okay, let's look at the two parts here. I'm about to cry and I don't want to cry today. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in sight without blemish and free from accusation, comma, if you continue in your faith established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. Why are people moved from the hope held out in the gospel? Because they don't continue in their faith. 
There's a there's a combination here, and you've got to play. You've got to understand the combination. That's why I'm always talking about this book. I'm always talking about the Word of God. Why? Because it's pivotal in your salvation. Do you understand? I know you do. I'm not challenging you. I'm not picking on anybody here. I'm just talking because I'm excited. This is intense. But this is important. This is something we need to know. Let's read it again. we got to get this right. Because so many people are being moved from their faith because they're not. They, because they have no word in them. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. How do you get faith? By the word of God. Reading words like we've been reading for the last 20 minutes is what gives us faith. Being in this word every day gives us faith. This is how we get faith. Through these words that are so supernatural that are burned inside your heart. Burned inside your mind. This is how we get faith. This is how we become immovable in our faith. But if we don't have these words in our hearts, Satan plays games. Satan just deceives us. I guess so many family members have gone off into LGBTQ and gone off into darkness and suicide and crazy stuff because they were not immovable. Why? Because they weren't in the word of God. I'm not condemning any of them, but it's this word makes us immovable. Let's read this again. This is so very important. Verse 22 and 23. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish. We're holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if we continue in our faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. That's why I talk, doing Revelation Wednesday, I talk so much about the mark of the beast. So many people call themselves Christians are going to be misled into taking the mark. They're going to be misled into taking the mark because they think, oh, God knows my heart. God knows I'm not, I'm not really serving the devil. It doesn't matter. You've taken something that's unforgivable. Why? Because you didn't read the word. You weren't in Revelation. You didn't know that the mark of the beast couldn't be forgiven because you lived. Listen to pastors, and I could name their names, and I won't shame them. Pastors have said, oh, you can repent of that. You, you know, God knows you need some groceries. God knows you got to take care of your family. All right, three, 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 um, just within the last few years, three missionaries denied Christ to save their life. And they said, oh, God knows our hearts. You know, but they denied Jesus. And Jesus said, if you deny me, I'll deny you. You deny me before man, I'll deny you before my father. And these cats denied Christ to save their lives. They're going to have to give an account to Christ on the day. I mean, hopefully they repent of that and they get it right with God and they're forgiven. This stuff is all or nothing. This is life or death. This is heaven or hell we're talking about here. This is eternity. People play games. People spend five and a half hours a day on their Facebook page, on their media, on their social media. Five and a half day hours. I heard that just recently. Five and a half hours at least, minimum. And they might spend five and a half minutes, if they're lucky, in the Bible. If, if we continue, if we continue in our faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel, then we are presented holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Faith without deeds is dead. There is no gaming. On the day of judgment, we stand naked before the Lord. But the first part is so beautiful. But now he's reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free of taxes. How beautiful. We're, uh, that's what it means to be justified. 
If we're we're justified by faith, we're made innocent as if we had never sinned by faith. And that's what he's saying here. We're presented holiness without blemish and free from accusation. Boy, that's great. I'm I'm free from accusation. I'm free from blemish. I'm holy in his sight. And then there's a big IF after it. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the gospel, from the hope held out in the gospel. Where's the gospel? The gospel's in this book. I'm read. This is part of the. This is the good news I'm sharing here. I'm sorry to go crazy today, but so many people think it's just you know. Oh, I said I said a prayer at church one day. I you know accepted the Lord you know 37 years ago, and that's the last time I did anything. But I but I got my fire insurance policy. There ain't no fire insurance, kids. There's lordship and lordship alone. If Jesus ain't in charge, you ain't saved. There is no fire insurance. You don't pray a single prayer one time and repent one time and then go off and live like the devil the rest of your life expecting to go to heaven. You ain't going to go to heaven. You're going to go to hell because you didn't walk by faith. You had no faith. You had no word. And without faith, you can't be saved. A lot of deceptions in this hour. Again, I'm not mad, but I'm brokenhearted because so many people, you have the promise of 22, but you have to live out 23. We have to continue in our faith. We have to continue to get more faith through the word. We have to be established and firm. We have to become immovable in our faith through the word. Not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel you've heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Man, the gospel, this is the gospel we're preaching. This is the gospel. This is part of the, it's not just the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The good news is through the whole Bible. The good news of Christ is all over the Bible. Yeah, there are gospels. Yes, I understand that. But the good news of Christ is all over the Bible. And we're reading that today. This is the gospel which you have heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under This gospel has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, which I, Paul, have become a servant. Oh my gosh, there's more. I'm 25 minutes in. I thought I thought I was I thought the next page started too. No. It's 20. I'm not going I'm not going 30 minutes here. Uh, we're going to stop here and I'll pick up. I want to I want to recover some of this anyway. Uh, I'll I'll start from verse 15 and work my way down. This is worth bear this is worth doing twice. I might tomorrow make a special thing and just make one of these tomorrow. I don't do it on Fridays because I'm at home, but this is important stuff. Man, take hold of these words. We have to we have to remain, we have to be firm, we have to be established, we have to be immovable in all this. And we are that way through faith. It's so simple. But if we won't be in the word I'm not condemning anybody. I don't do condemnation. But Far too many people are in love with their Facebook page and in love with Twitter and in love with Instagram and in love with their computer and they have no eternal thing at all. No, nothing eternal, nothing of any eternal value in their heart at all. No faith at all, no word at all. If you have no word in your heart, you have no faith. You're not saved. You have to have word in your heart to have faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. If you're not in the word, I'm not condemning you, but you're in trouble. You're in trouble because faith comes through the word. Anyway, again, went sideways today. I apologize, but man, just uh, this is life and death. And it grieves me that so many 
are ignoring all this. Don't read any of this. These beautiful words penned by the Holy The Holy Spirit of God wrote this through men for us, for our benefit, for our faith, so that we could. God wanted to. Every, it says that God takes no pleasure in death of the wicked, rather they turn. God doesn't want any to perish, but all to come repentance. But if you won't read the word, and he gave us a book, he spent 1,600 years writing this book, 40 men, three continents, three languages, the most supernatural book on the planet, it just no holy book, quote unquote, in the world touches the Bible. Nothing's like it. It's a unique, it's a unique testament. It's God's testament on the earth. And he's, he's made it so super, he's made these words so supernatural, what he's written, that it fills us with faith. We don't even understand it. We read the word and faith comes in our heart. It's a supernatural process that God chose through his word to do. Through his word, he spent 1600 years from 1500 BC to Moses to John in 100 AD. And he spent all that time working on this. And he wanted to, I mean, think about the word of God, the Bible. It's a supernatural book. There's supernatural power in these words that give you faith, that changes your life. You can't read any other book on the earth that'll change you like the Bible does, that fill you with supernatural power and endurance. Man. But it's the most ignored book, the most ignored testament in the earth. It's the most ignored book in the world. It's the most important. I'm done. I'm done. I'm getting off my soapbox. I apologize. Sometimes stuff is so important, it hits you so hard, you have to talk about this. But we're going to start the supremacy of Christ. That's a good place to start. We did 1 through 14. Well, actually, we did 1 through 23, but we're going to start in 15 tomorrow. We're going to pick it up and, and we'll go through the. I didn't realize, I looked at the other page, I thought first two started on the other page. No, half the other page is. Chapter 2, chapter 1 was pretty long. It's like 29, 30 verses, 29 verses. So we'll pick it up 15. That's half. So I love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. I'm not yelling and screaming at you. I'm not diatribing on you. I'm not drive, trying to drive you nuts. But man, there's some stuff in the Bible we have to understand. We have to become firm and immovable in our faith, especially with what we're about to face. Our brothers and sisters in China have to be firm and immovable. Well, they're going North Korea, firm and immovable. They have to be because they're dying over there for their faith. If death comes to us, it ain't, the, the lukewarm in Christ ain't going to die for Jesus. They ain't going to do it. Those that are not firm and immovable, those that don't have the word of God in their heart are going to renounce the faith like those three missionaries did to save their own lives. That's going to be repeated worldwide at the end. So many people are going to go, oh, no, no, this Jesus thing, no, 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 I just, I went to church, I went with my mom and dad, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to just renounce the faith and flush their, flush their soul right down the toilet. They're going to take the mark of the beast. So many who are sitting in church today are going to take the mark of the beast. Because they don't, they never read, they never, they've never been, and they've never read Revelation once. Don't even know about the mark of the beast in there. Don't even realize that what's coming is right in the Bible. So, again, I've got to stop. Again, I'm too emotional. I apologize. I love you guys. And again, sorry for 30 minutes today. I apologize, man. Too much diatribe in today, but man, too, this is too important to, to just let slide. So I can see Colossians is going to be intense. I love you, love you. I hope you can put up with me while I'm doing this. <laughs> please forgive me if you need to. Insane people need forgiveness, please. Forgive us.